You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. This podcast is brought to you by OnlineGaming.com, the place to be for all the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs. Visit OnlineGambling.com backslash NFL to get the edge over the competition throughout this year's playoffs. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanNC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, have you recovered from those games last weekend? <laughs> Not quite. I mean, I don't even want to like start thinking ahead yet, even though it's getting late in the week already, that, that we got some great ones coming up. But, man, I just want to kind of bask in how much fun the weekend was. I'm going to make you think ahead a little okay, bit on a couple okay. of these games. We're, we're, we are going to get into them just a little bit, but you're right. You, you think about these two big games coming up and obviously the Super Bowl in in a few weeks, and it's almost uh, almost a little bit of a letdown because you think about how great those games were last weekend. And, oh. uh, you know, can, can they, Buffalo and, yeah. right. Could they live up to that? We'll see. We'll see. But they'll, they'll be fun games nonetheless. I do want to oh, ask yeah. you about your thoughts because I feel like, um, one thing that stood out to me in those games last week, and we talked about them yesterday and uh, Kate and Marcus talked about them on, uh, on Monday, not just that they were great games and close and, and all of that, but I feel like a lot of those players increase their dynasty value, e- even just in these one game, th- this one game. Uh, I mean, obviously Gabriel Davis with the amazing game yeah, for call. the bills, you know, he, uh, he was, he was kind of the, the talk of dynasty Twitter uh, after that game on, on uh, Sunday night. So he certainly saw his value increase. Uh, I, I think even um, a player like, uh, like Jarek McKinnon, who's kind of been out of sight, out of mind for, for so many years, he's, he's been playing well for Kansas city. Sure. Um, I, I don't know if I don't know if it's a good enough to impact his dynasty value, but you're at least glad to see it. Kind of like kind of like the early days uh, this uh, this season with Corderell Patterson trying to decide if that's if it's real or if it's just a short term thing. Cam Akers coming back for the Rams. I know that the numbers haven't necessarily been there, uh, but just to see him back on the field, uh, we've seen his value climb. So when you think about these games, Chiefs, Bengals on Sunday afternoon, 49ers, Rams, version 3.0 on, on Sunday evening. Is there a certain player that you think could see a, a dynasty value boost from these games? Hmm. I mean, certainly the whole, they were already high, but Chase and Burrow and Higgins, I mean, that passing game is, you know, going through the roof right now. <laughs> This is kind of an odd way of looking at it, but I look at the Niners winning and think, how much even better would they be with Trey Lance back there if he's a hit? You know, if Trey Lance can show me three quarters of Mahomes-Allen ability in that offense, and I'm not even knocking Jimmy. It's just, wow, what could possibly be there? I think his stock's going up by not playing, but his team being successful. And here's one a little down the line, kind of like a McKinnon. I think uh, I think Pringle's a legit guy for the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, I've liked what I've seen from him lately yeah. as well. Certainly seems to have earned that wide receiver two job. Um, Hardman continues to disappoint. I know he had a couple big plays 
uh, on Sunday, but overall uh, a frustrating player to invest in. Yeah, for sure. Um, you mentioned the name I really wanted to ask you about Trey Lance because, and I, I was kind of surprised that you said you feel like his value is increasing. The, the more success the 49ers have, I know Garoppolo has not necessarily played the best football, certainly mm-hmm. didn't on, uh, on Sunday, but the more success they have with him, do you think there's any chance they keep him as their starter in 2022? I guess the the chance is increasing from 3% to 6%, but I still think the writing's on the wall. Unless, and I'm not even ruling this out, unless Shanahan looks at Lance and says, I wish you were Mac Jones, I shouldn't have picked you. Well, I mean, somebody mentioned this to me the other day in in conversation about these games, and I I think it it goes goes without saying. It's pretty obvious, but if we get to – you know, if the 49ers lose on uh, on Sunday or, or even if they make the Super Bowl, if this team moves on quickly from Jimmy Garoppolo, as as the Chiefs did a few years ago with Alex Smith, then it's it, it's all systems go. Right. right. Uh, but if they're hesitant to move him or if they're even if they're wishy washy, it's clearly bad news for Trey Lance. Yeah, that Alex Smith comparison is a great one. I mean, if they just go, boom, Garoppolo's gone right away, trade him for third-round pick to Steelers, Houston, whatever, and then, boom. I mean, Lance's stock should go through the roof, and that's probably what will happen. But what if he, and I'm not implying that he's a bust, but what if they say, well, Jimmy's pretty cheap. Why (laughs) don't we trade him like Carolina or like the Cardinals did Josh Rosen after one year, you know, and just – get 80% back on their investment, roll with Jimmy, keep winning games. Oh, wow. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm just, I'm kind of writing a fictional story here, but well, nobody the Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl. Nobody thought Arizona would trade Rosen and, and right. draft Kyler either. So, right, right, so right. Crazier things have happened. I don't see that happening either, but um, I, I still think Garoppolo gets moved and, and they give it to Lance, but mm-hmm. The the more success that he has, the the more we have to worry a little bit about those super flex Trey Lance shares. Without doubt, without doubt. But I, I looked at it the other way, like this offense with that kind of talent, a quarterback, that could be really something. Yeah, you, you made me feel a little better about it. So that's good. <laughs> Matt, today we're talking about the Cleveland Browns and Baltimore Ravens, couple of AFC North teams. Uh, and looking back at their season with with a little bit of a, a peak towards 2022 as well. We'll get that started right after this. Hey, everyone. We're all looking for an edge these days, and I'd like to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving gamblers the edge. Uh, throughout the playoffs, they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help you make your bets as informed as ever. Uh, OnlineGambling.com gives gamblers the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day, inspiring every gambler in the world to beat the odds. Don't make emotional decisions with your hard-earned dollars. Make informed decisions with informed sources by experts. Be sure to consult OnlineGambling.com before you place your bets. So uh, they're on a mission to be the world's most empowering gaming and betting site. 
giving gamblers the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online every day. Uh, OnlineGambling.com is inspiring every gambler in the world to beat the odds and do a great job doing it. So go to www.OnlineGambling.com and check out the latest NFL playoff news and tips on how you can get the edge. I mean, visit the website for NFL tips ahead of these playoffs and during the playoffs, of course. So make sure you visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL for all the latest gambling news and tips to give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, it's onlinegambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's profits through the playoffs. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We've got a big announcement. The Peacock and Williamson NFL show is going on the road for L- to L.A. for Super Bowl. Yeah. The Peacock and Williamson NFL podcast is going on the road to L.A. for Super Week. Follow the Peacock and Williamson NFL show today and get the most comprehensive coverage of the big game. It's free and available on all platforms. All right, Matt, let's talk Cleveland Browns. Overall, a disappointing season for them. They they hope to build on what was a, a, a kind of a breakout season, a comeback season in 2020 had basically all the pieces back, but weren't able to do that. They finished eight and nine third place in the AFC North still had a chance at the playoffs the last, uh, last two to three weeks of the season, but just couldn't get it done. You look at this team and, and it's, it all comes down to the quarterback, right? Baker Mayfield, of course they, they trade, I'm sorry, they, they didn't even trade. They they release Odell Beckham in the middle of the season, essentially because he wasn't getting along with Baker Mayfield. They they take the Baker side of that, and we kind of saw how that went. Uh, Odell Beckham is is still playing, scoring touchdowns, and and Baker Mayfield's having surgery, and he's out out of action for uh, six or eight months. Uh, it's just going to be hard for this team to go back to Baker again, another season. And I think if they do, they're almost throwing in the towel for 2022. I have not said much good about Baker every step of the way, even his rookie year, whenever he won rookie of the year, I I said things like he's not playing as well as his numbers indicate. They had a really easy stretch of games, but I will give him credit. I mean, he played, this year through a hundred injuries, you know I mean? It, it seemed like that guy was never right. And I never would question his toughness. I think they have to bring in somebody, you know, like I, I feel like every mock draft we read between now and the draft is either going to have, is, is almost all going to have a wide receiver going to the Browns at that spot. But I don't know the quarterback is crazy in the top two rounds or, do they sign a Marcus Mariota or a Trubisky or somebody like that? I mean, I think that's a possibility for one more year. But I, all of a sudden, this team's in a bad spot. I mean, they were mm-hmm. last place in their division. They spent a ton of money to kind of go all in this year. And, you know, their mantra going into the offseason last year is, how do we beat the Chiefs? Not how do we beat the Bengals, Steelers, you know, Ravens. And they thought they were that team. They thought they were the Bills, you know, trying to compete with the biggest team in the conference. And they look all of a sudden very far from that, especially their passing game, top to bottom passing game. 
Yeah, and we don't want to upset the Browns fans. They were third in the AFC North, Matt, not last. It's it's the Ravens oh, yeah, who yeah, were yeah. last up. Although yeah, both yeah. both teams did finish eight and nine, so you know not 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 too we're much to be excited about. A little bit. Right, right, yeah, right. Okay. So yeah, it, it all comes down to the quarterback, and um, it, just like we talked about yesterday with uh, with Kirk Cousins, this is not a player that's going to be easy to get off the roster. He's due. No, uh, he's due to get a big salary bump. No one's going to be calling you for trades. No, no, not going to get any trade trade interest. Um, He, he would certainly be a, uh, you know, situation where you'd have to pay someone else to take him as, as you talked about yesterday with, uh, with with the golf trade, even going back to the Brock Osweiler trade, uh, years ago where exactly America. yeah where they gave up a, a, a second rounder I believe it was just to get Osweiler off the roster I think um, he's a better player than that but I that do doesn't matter that doesn't I do matter. too yeah. but we we haven't seen it so no right you only go off of last year's tape yeah the question just becomes do they do whatever it takes to get him off the roster and start fresh or do they bring in somebody who might be an upgrade or, you know, just, just create a, a competition situation, uh, you know, a Ryan Fitzpatrick or, yeah, yeah. you know, even, even a Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton. I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot mm-hmm. of names like that. Certainly none of those are exciting for Browns fans either. Uh, there's, there's different ways that this team could go. You look at the rest of the offense and you feel pretty good. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt uh, locked in as as the best running back combo in the league. We need Kareem Hunt to stay healthy. He didn't do that in 2021. You you hit on it with the 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 mock drafts looking at wide receiver because it's pretty ugly. Mm-hmm. Our, we already talked about the Beckham trade. Jarvis Landry, Donovan Peoples Jones, Anthony Schwartz are kind of the kind of what's left here. And that's that's not great uh, no. for a, a team that thought they might be a contender this season. Austin Hooper, Harrison Bryant, serviceable at tight end. You look at the free agents on this team. Rashard Higgins, David Njoku. I expect I expect Njoku to walk. Maybe yeah, Higgins, yeah. maybe Higgins takes a, a cheap deal to stay. We've seen him do that before. Dearness Johnson, also a free agent. He's just a uh, he's a restricted free agent. So there's a They'll probably pa- keep them, yeah. Right. There's a path to keep him. And uh, I don't know that he'll have a huge market, but he impressed when he got a chance playing uh, in Kareem Hunt's place. Um, The other thing, though, is they do have some cap space, but they also have a ton of players on this team that are making like $10 million or more. And I could see them making cap space by moving on from Hooper or Landry that are making a fair big buck as well try to make a splash with a receiver or uh, they're an aggressive organization. I'll just leave it at that. I mean, I think that they probably won't sit on their hands. They kind of rebuilt the defense last year. I think they're going to try to attack the passing game in some way, shape or form. I just don't see many avenues to making it much better for them right now. I did see someone suggest kind of uh, on that, on that same note uh, that Kareem hunt, I believe he's due 6 million next season could be a cap cut. Yeah. Uh, they've got, Demetric Felton, kind of a, the hybrid back receiver. And we already talked about Dearness Johnson. Certainly Johnson would be cheaper to hang on to than Kareem Hunt. Do you see that as an option? I mean, if it wasn't for off the field stuff, do you think somebody would be interested in Hunt? 
he's pretty darn good. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that's far enough in the past that he would right, right. he would get a shot. You know, you I know you speculated it speculated on it in the past that uh, the reason Hunt signed that contract to to re up with Cleveland was because the interest wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? You know, it it has been a while since that uh, incident with uh, I believe his girlfriend, but that was. You know, certainly not yeah, an easy I mean, thing to forget about. Either. No, right. A lot of teams are not going to ever say that's okay, you know, or, or forgive them or try that. I don't know. I feel like this team's in a bind. I, I feel like they went in all it. I feel like they kind of went all in last year to beat the Chiefs, like I mentioned, and be the team to beat in the AFC, and they kind of took their shot and failed. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of a little depressing, honestly, because yeah. they're they're a fun team to root for. They've struggled for so long, and and you, you always want to see teams like that have some success. But when you look at this roster, I know the defense is a little stronger than the offense at this mm-hmm. point. But and they've the line, and you know, right? I mean, it's Nick Chubb and not much else. And we're we're talking dynasty here. Let's look at the ADP. Nick Chubb has an ADP of twenty overall, uh, so a second rounder for him. And then it drops all the way down to his his backfield mate, Kareem Hunt, 91 overall. Those are the only two players in the top 10 rounds for the Browns. Landry, 123. Peoples-Jones, 128. I mean, it's it's pretty ugly. And you just think about on the field, obviously, the Mayfield questions. Landry has passed his prime. Hooper has passed his prime. Yeah, it's It's Nick Chubb and really nothing else. And the more I think about this, I mean – I think Peoples Jones' best days might be ahead of him. I thought he, you know yeah. there's ability yeah. there, and he's a big, strong, fast guy. Um, is it time to get out on Chubb? I, I mean, I, I'm always on board with trading Nick Chubb, and and it's yeah. not because he's not a talented runner. Uh, he's awesome. You know, yeah. A lot of people would would call him the best runner, best pure runner in the league, or, or maybe maybe second best. But we we know the story here. He's not going to catch passes. And then when you add in just the overall struggles of this offense, he's not going to have as many chances to score as, as some other uh, potentially as other running backs. So absolutely. If I can get top 20 value for him, I'm doing it in a heartbeat. I would easily trade him for two first. If I could get that, Uh, I, I would, I would look to pivot from him to, uh, a lot of other running backs. He would he yeah. would not be as high in my rankings as he is in this ADP. And pass catching is always going to be a problem. Absolutely, yeah. Kind kind of a rough story for the Browns. Unfortunately, we we'll see how their off season plays out, especially at that quarterback position. Matt, when we come back, we'll talk about their AFC North rivals, the Baltimore Ravens. Hey everyone, this is Matt Williamson with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. Our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just don't just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use our promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or even more on your first fill up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use our promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. I mean, the, 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 the cash back gets added right to your account. It's great. 
Uh, you can cash out anytime to your back to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. Uh, just download the free Get Upside app and use our promo code Touchdown to get twenty-five cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code Touchdown. Thanks so much. Hey everyone, it's a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Uh, Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better. Uh, Built Bar makes it easier to stick with your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it, unlike some of the other protein bars that are waxy and chalky or taste like a chemical spill. Uh, you want to eat healthy, but it, it just gets so boring. But by like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's all the chocolate? Well, Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, most Bilt Bars contain just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar and 4 net carbs, and 19 or 17 grams of protein. Uh, compare that to a candy bar, which usually has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and a dozen net carbs. So here's an idea for your new year. Go to your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, in the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary, calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Uh, even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost always almost count it as a workout in itself. Uh, there's so many flavors to choose from. I mean, peanut butter brownies big in my house, raspberry, coconut almond, salted caramel, mint brownie, cookies and cream. My son kills cookies and cream. Many more. Uh, in fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So go check out Built.com often to see what's new. Built.com. So here's what you do. Go to Built.com, use our promo code to get 15% off our order and your promo code is LOCKED15, LOCKED15, all caps, and that gets you 15% off at Built.com. Thanks so much. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Be sure to check out tomorrow's episode when we continue our 2021 team reviews. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens, Matt. A similar story to the Browns. Eight and nine, same record, fourth place, dead last in the uh, AFC North. They, they too, had a, had a shot at the playoffs. Unfortunately, Lamar Jackson just could not stay healthy. His injury ultimately probably did this team in, uh, along, along with a few other things. Their defense was was rough this season. That's not something we say about the, the Ravens uh, in, in most years, but uh defensive coordinator, longtime defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale is gone. Uh, they're, they're looking to replace him. This is not, not quite as bad as the Browns. It feels like this team is in better shape to kind of bounce back in 2022. Yeah. Most yards per play allowed in the league last year. Like sure. that's amazing to say that about the Baltimore Ravens. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I think these are for our purposes, great buying opportunities for a lot of these guys. Um, we got sent like this, this, uh, questionnaire to fill out for the locked on network. And one of the questions was, 
what team do you think will be the most improved team in the league next year? I said Baltimore without hesitation because I trust the quarterback, the organization, the head coach. They have a ton of like comp picks, and I think they have like four or five fourth round draft picks. Rarely are they drafting this early. Um, you know, and the key is just getting back corners and running backs and maybe Stanley, the left tackle from injuries. I mean, no one dealt with more injuries and, you know, the defense is all built on man coverage corners so they can blitz while they lost every corner. And, you know, they run the ball so much and they had to go through all their running backs and uh, offensive best offensive linemen. You mentioned Lamar's injury. So uh, they have things that need worked on, but I just think that they'll get them done. I think Brown and Bateman and Andrews is a heck of a receiving core. Like, can we compare that to like the Browns we talked about? And I think Dobbins is still slated to potentially be a star in this league. I would expect a lot of resources to go to the offensive line. Uh, I'm not real worried about the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to be a really good team next year. If Lamar doesn't get hurt, are they in the AFC playoffs? Yes. Yeah, I think so as well. That's what Uh, they do. Certainly in good shape at quarterback, obviously Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley uh, proved himself as a, as a very solid backup. I think there was early talk that they could trade him and and get a decent draft pick. I I think that probably went away, but uh, I'm sure they're fine keeping him as, as a, as an adequate backup to Lamar Uh, running back. He's a great find. He's a super super cheap, perfect backup for Jackson. That is a massive amount of uh, value. It was uh, it was a rough year at the running back position. Of course, they lost J.K. Dobbins in the offseason. Then they almost immediately lost Gus Edwards. Uh, both of those running backs out for the year. They end up uh, trading for Latavius Murray, or I believe actually they signed him after the Saints cut him. Yeah. Uh, they, they added Devontae Freeman. They kind of rotated through. I think Le'Veon Bell was there for a while. Um, Freeman ended up being the best of the bunch. All of those guys are gone at this point. And ideally we're back to Dobbins and Edwards as the top two guys. Uh, I'm, I'm still, I'm still on board with JK Dobbins as oh, a, yeah. as a future RB one. How about you, Matt? Yes. hundred percent. Um, absolutely loved. He was my favorite back in that draft. I mean, of course yeah. I'd rather draw the Taylor now, but when uh, my, my opinion on Dobbins has not changed. I still think they'll run the ball a ton. Um, if this is a slight buying opportunity for him, I know his ADP didn't drop dramatically, but I'm all in on that. He's still young. I think he'll catch some passes. That's one of my problems though, with this offense is running backs don't catch passes. And there's two reasons for it is first of all, Lamar's not going to dump it off very often because, you know, if the play breaks down, he runs, but the scheme, I also really studied this a lot this year, the scheme doesn't give him that outlet. You know, they, they don't really have a nice dump off option for him. I hope they change that because Jackson then takes too many hits you know, mm-hmm. and it make his life a little too difficult as a passer. But I still think Dobbins is a very adept receiver. We talked about uh, Washington and Antonio Gibson on yesterday's show. And of course, Gibson, same class as Dobbins. Uh, Gibson, of course, obviously didn't miss the entire year, but did deal with injuries and, and was slowed by injuries this past season. Who do you want, Dobbins or Gibson? Very similar. Um, I think Gibson, just because I saw him this year, yeah, but almost can say the same thing for both in terms of buying opportunities, my value on both players. 
Um, yeah, but I like both quite a bit. I own both in quite a bit of leagues. The wide receiver situation is really interesting for this team. Of course, Hollywood Brown, a little bit of a breakout season, slowed uh, slowed down after Lamar went out, which is understandable. Rashad Bateman played pretty well, kind of hot and cold as a rookie. Uh, after that, I mean, Sammy Watkins is a free agent, probably gone, you would assume, and, and missed a ton of time this past season as well. They've invested day two picks basically every year for the past several years on, on kind of the same type of wide receiver. It's Devin Duvernay and Tylen Wallace. I think he was a day three pick. Miles uh, Boykin a few years ago. And all, all these guys are still there. And they're always kind of intriguing as as players to stash at the end of your roster, but you already hit on it. I mean, is this team going to produce four pass catchers that we care about? Probably not. You know, we're probably already stretching it with Brown and Bateman along with Mark Andrews. Um, you know, Andrews is going to eat up a lot of the pie. I mean, sure, sure. Saying, you know, right. So, so Duvernay and Wallace and Boykin, those those guys just kind of look like teases at this point. Yeah, you're probably right, and. I mentioned all the mid-round picks that they have. They'll probably add another one this year. You know, I mean, just it seemed like that's what they do every year. Yeah. All these guys have been drafted in the last two or three years. It's a very young receiver room. And you sit back in these deep NFL receiver drafts and say, I had a early third-round grade on this guy. It's the middle of the fourth. There's just too many. So all this is flooding the league with wide receivers. We'll take another. And one might hit, but. They, they probably are teases for us. You know, I, I liked all those guys, Boykin, yeah. Wallace, Duvernay, and I don't dislike them anymore now, but it's just hard for them to get targets. Yeah. You look at the ADP of these uh, Baltimore Ravens, they're kind of clumped. J.K. Dobbins, according to January DLF Dynasty ADP, is the most valuable member of the Baltimore Ravens, uh, 26 overall, so just outside the second round. Mark Andrews is right behind him, though, at 27. And then a little bit of a gap. We've got Hollywood at 52, Rashad Bateman, 59, Lamar Jackson at 65 overall. It's crazy to think Lamar Jackson is the uh, only the fifth most valuable member of this team in dynasty right, leagues, right. Uh, even, even in the one quarterback format. Surprised to see him down that far. Uh, anything stand out on those player values as far as buys or sells? Um, the only one to me is Lamar. I mean, I, I find it funny that, the, uh, so many people are talking this week in particular about the awesome core of AFC young quarterbacks. And trust me, I'm here in Pittsburgh. We'll never win another game because the AFC has so many good young quarterbacks and Allen and Mahomes and Herbert and Burrow. And no one ever mentions Lamar anymore. <laughs> it's like, do you guys forget what the force of nature this guy is? And he won the MVP two years ago and, he has good receivers, and, and we're not even talking fantasy in this that conversation, let alone what he could do as a runner. I mean, he's a superstar. Yeah, I, absolutely. I I don't think you're going to get a, a ton of discount on mm-hmm. uh, on Lamar like in in trades in existing leagues. I don't think people are panicking on him, uh, but we have seen his ADP drop. In fact, in our uh, we we talk most often about our one quarterback ADP over at DLF, but we also offer Superflex ADP. Uh, and in our January data, he he's fallen all the way down to quarterback seven. He's behind Burrow, behind Herbert, behind Dak Prescott. Even 
so thinking that yeah, he's, I think you're forgetting what this guy can do. I, I agree. I agree. I, I would love, uh, you know, if I'm in a startup, a super flex startup and I've got that mid or late first round pick and I can get uh, Lamar Jackson there, I'm jumping at that chance. Yeah. In a, a, a standard league, I have him and I have Justin Fields. And so I just threw Lamar on the trade block to see if anyone will bite two different people in the league, you know, sent me offers and they're offering me like a second round pick. And it's like, and I wrote back, like, sorry, not close. So like, I, I just can't give a first for him at this point. I'm like, well, then we're not even, then I should be buying him. I mean, you're crazy. Yeah, I, I think we probably should be buying him uh, anywhere we have the chance. And yep. uh, Dobbins, we already talked about how much we yeah, like him. him. He's not going to be cheap either. Uh, where do you stand on Hollywood Brown at this point? Because uh, I talked about the the big season he had, at least early in the season, uh, and then kind of kind of went quiet. You, you're liking him? Yeah, I mean, uh, the problem was when Huntley came in, they he'd get eight targets and they're all at the line of scrimmage and they didn't push downfield at all. I mean, like Lamar's average depth of target was like two yards higher than Huntley's. And right. they just didn't use Brown properly. They were using him like Miami used Waddle. You know, like I don't think that's what the plan is for this guy. I think he's a very solid oh no, solid's probably the wrong word because he's kind of boomer bust, but a he's great a little high wide, upside guy. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, I think he's a great wide receiver three, maybe even wide receiver two. In Dynasty. Uh, just any given week yeah, for fantasy. On, on your fantasy yeah, roster. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Um, I'm with you overall. Really like the idea of investing in this team. Uh, yep. Right now, it feels like outside of Andrews, they're all down a little bit in value. We already talked about Jackson, uh, Brown. I think Bateman, similar story. There was a little bit of disappointment in his rookie season. I was pretty impressed with what I saw. Oh, yeah. And I think he could be... Uh, not not as a result of Brown struggling, but I just think that's the talent that Bateman has, that he could be the real wide receiver one on this team. Uh, 100%. And, and both of those guys could be weekly uh, contributors and, and assets to your fantasy roster. And they have a nice trio of three very different style pass catchers in Andrews, Bateman, Brown. Yeah, good, so, good point. Good yeah, point. I mean, depending who the opponent is, they may attack them differently. Yeah, after years of loading up on the same type of guy, they finally have a little differentiation in the in that pass catching group. Good, yep, yep, good yep. call there. That will do it for today's show. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.